here. Uh, when you hear the regular show start, I don't want you to think that there's anything wrong with your headphones or your player or anything like that, because it's going to be really weird. Because I'm going to sound like this. Like there's two of me. Like there's an alternate Acadia from the other side of the schisma trying to get on the show. And I can't fix it. So live with it. Just pretend that I was so excited for Hannah being so right about everything that I wanted it to sound like there were more people agreeing with her. Sorry. Henry Deaver. Can you hear me? Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. The devil is in Castle Rock. Welcome everybody to this meeting of the Castle Rock Historical Society at Macadia Einstein with the super genius Hannah Selector. And we are here at the Mellow Tiger because it is the hot take of episode nine. The episode in which they told us a bunch of things. Is that a Woo! fair assessment? I think so. I was uh, very happy today when I watched the episode somewhat at my desk at work. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I watched it on the train um, and then while I was walking from uh, Grand Central. Oh, nice. Everybody, I am not dying. I'm having some sort of insane allergic reaction to September. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I feel fine. I just sound terrible. Her hat says... my vocal quality. Her hat says Henry did it. Because he did. And we finally know what that means. Yep. Oh, that was gross. Wait, do we? Sound like a prepubescent boy. Well, kinda, I guess. Uh, well, we know what he did. We don't know what the <laughs> we don't know what the reverend was maybe trying to get him to do, or what the reverend thinks he did. Yeah, you gotta wonder what the reverend thinks he did. He just kind of no clipped out of there, probably. Yeah, and also, well, I guess yeah. The thing we should say right off the top is, don't listen to this if you haven't watched episode nine. See, now I feel good. I feel good that I warned people. Uh, but I, <laughs> the why? Yeah, they shouldn't be here. But who should be here, here are all the people that are like, yeah, I always knew that that the kid was good. I don't know who would be in that camp. Oh, yeah. I texted Acadia this morning and said, I knew the kid was good in all capital letters. Ha, yep. ha, ha. And with so many exclamation points that my screen ran out of ink because it was just that plus infinity exclamation points. And I am reserving judgment because... There are still a bunch of things that have not been answered. True. What was your first WTF moment of this episode? Or, well, a yay or a WTF. Uh, a big emotional reaction. I think, yes. Emotional reaction I will give you. Because in, a, in the smuggest way possible, I will say, when they finally just said, yes, there are other worlds than these, I was like, yeah, duh, I've been saying that from the beginning. 
I mean, yeah. I was wrong about pretty much every other nuance of the thing, but the core of it I, I had. My favorite part of it, and they were very true to the way that those things work in the books, particularly in the Dark Tower with Roland's Cartet, is everything was there, but it was a little bit different. Like, everything was moved a little bit to the left. The, you know, Zaleski being a cop instead of working for the prison. Molly, that's one of my three things, is the Molly being the coolest gal in town. That kind of thing. Um, that was my first favorite. They were faithful to the way that goes in the Stephen King universe. Yeah. It was fun to see all of the ways in which things were the same but different Yep. And to spot them. My first thing, true to form, is slightly comedic but in a very dark way. Um, killing babies with slacks hangers. It was just a bizarre way, I thought, to, to kill your baby. Very violent. I feel like you could probably just use a pillow or something more conventional the hanger just seemed very upsetting it really spoke of laziness to me you could have gone like to any other room in the house and found a better thing i mean yeah i think there was tons of better ways to kill a baby yeah also kind of a double wtf that the mom eventually told him that she did that yeah you think maybe you'd keep it to yourself yeah oh honey once when you were, like, six weeks old, I literally strangled you to death. But don't worry. God brought you back to life. You got better. So all's well that ends well, I guess. Yeah. Zombie oh, that's baby. Weird. That's weird. So, yeah, that was my first thing. My second one is really the overarching, because the third one, of course, is the, like, there's always one big thing that we sort of share. My second one was, I thought it was amazing and wonderful that the show was so interesting and so entertaining and the two most well-known actors and the star of the show were nowhere to be found. Yeah. That for me was not that I don't like, um, Audrey Holland or Scott Glenn or Sissy Spacek. They're great. I just like the fact that first of all, the kid got to say something other than duh. And Molly really and he wasn't creepy at all. No, his behavior. I don't know. There's, there's stuff that still didn't add up. They told us stuff, but they also didn't tell us stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not like I, I could go, oh, well, don't need another episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not even close. And yeah, I know I how angry you are about as well. the thing that you're mad about. You know, um, we were talking about just before the show, uh, Desjardins. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid that that's not going to be a thing. He was such an interesting character. I feel like he had some potential for neat stuff. And if they don't explain the box in his backyard, I'll kill a baby with a hanger. So keep your babies away from our podcast, you baby havers, because they hide are not kids, safe. Hide your wife. Yep. I'm no. also retroactively mad at last episode because unless they do something, then the whole bed and breakfast thing was a device purely so that we could see all the paintings in the basement. What did I say? <laughs> can't be cheap plot device it can't be and yet like how do we only have one episode left it's you know hmm. what if we no we'll do it tomorrow night i was gonna say we could just get our torches and pitchforks and revisit our unanswered questions list because oh that's what we're doing there were a bunch of things that got no it's not even that one big thing got answered yeah i mean there's been some big reveals 
But there's lots of smaller things that have yet to be wrapped up, and I'm concerned that one more episode is not enough time for it. Little things? Little things like who pushed the reverend off the cliff? That's not little. No, that's not little. I guess they're just hoping maybe that we'll be more interested in the big, big, big questions. I don't know. I'm super interested in how good Henry Deaver gave that Nazi guy cancer. Well, and I do have a theory. <laughs> da 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 I under... I believe that I understood some of the mechanics of what is going on, but we'll see. We'll save that for the, the deeper dive tomorrow. My second thing is the week 1437, I believe is the number, on yep. the first tape that the kid starts listening to. If, boys and girls, we use some basic math, knowing that there are 52 weeks in a year, then you will see 27 years of weeks. Na, na, na. Not exactly. It's 27 and some change, but still. Yeah, well, fun. whatever. Thanks to Tim Jellyman for revealing how dumb I am on Twitter. Gotta because... have to go like that tweet. Oh, I yes. And you can retweet my dumbness because, you know, why wouldn't you? Sigh. Well. I think that the tapes are much more revealing in that world than in the other world. Yeah, the Reverend is much less mysterious in this one. That's kind of another thing. I'm I'm not really sure what to call these different places, times. Like, are they other different wares. timelines? Are they just use the yeah, same different universes? Nope, it's other wares. Other wins. Other wares and other wins. You can have other wins in the same ware and other wares. How old is the kid Henry Deaver supposed to be? Because <laughs> Molly's like the same age, but slightly hotter and more polished, just mm -hmm. because she's not all haggard or whatever, and. Is he supposed to be 39? He does not look 39. It's, time does not work the same in the territories. I guess. I, and None of it works the everybody same. Everybody else is their same age. Yeah, but, but it's it's like, like one of those things where... It's like a baby. Yeah. It, and I think, like I've said a billion times and everybody's sick of, I think they're establishing the rules of what Castle Rock is going to be. And one of the rules right. is when you flip, distance isn't the same, time isn't the same... It's like if you went off, if if you said, all right, you know what, forget it, Acadia, I'm going to get in a spaceship and fly around at the speed of light for five years. When you came back, we'd all be dead because a bunch of time would have passed here. Well, yeah, I just mean that I think he was supposed to, we're like just supposed to accept that he's a similar age, but his wife, girlfriend look way older than him and whatever because yeah. Bill Skarsgård's only like 28. Either know. way... Moving on to our last thing. Yeah. We were right about some stuff. Yes, this we were. This is our joint reaction. Yep. It's always nice to be right about some things. Yep. My we new were favorite bongo movie. bongo about so many things. Yeah, we really were. Except that we were we were rongo bongo in the in the rightest way. You know what I mean? Like oh, we yeah. were like, go, oh, go big or go home. Yeah, we we completely predicted the fact that the the ship was going to hit an iceberg. We just didn't say that it was the Titanic, and we didn't have the color right or the ocean that it was in. Yeah, yeah, the details. <laughs> but yes, the concept of being able to cross over and there being other things revealed to us mm -hmm. that the kid is other henry and our henry this is gonna get yeah i mean we could use the dc comics thing and do earth one earth two if we if we assume yeah. that the one we've been watching all this time is earth one then earth two henry was the kid and right. he got flipped over here 
and captured by Lacey, mm-hmm. just like when Earth-1 Henry got flipped over to Earth-2 and captured and by the, the Reverend, Reverend and imprisoned for decades. Never aged. I guess I'm going to err on the side of calling the kid the kid still, just because it's been well established. But yeah, when I was taking notes today, it's like... Oh, this is going to get mighty confusing real fast because yeah. you've got not only Bill Skarsgård Henry and Andre Holland Henry, but you have young adopted Henry also in the mix. Yeah. And it was the whole thing. So, but yeah, this is going to be fun. We're in the, uh, we're in, the, I guess, probably the denouement at this point. Going to yeah. be falling action from, or, but maybe not. Maybe you're just going to ramp it up all the way to the end. I don't know there's to me and we'll go into it uh, tomorrow night and by the way everybody we don't sound as exuberant as we are about this like like i realize that like hannah's got some type of of space disease and everything like that but believe me we didn't say this at the beginning this was a killer episode like i oh, just yeah, loved, I loved all it. the performances i loved the where they brought us and why they brought us there and everything like that. And I love the fact that the thing that I hate the most about it is also the thing that I like the most about it. They acted all like, oh, we're going to tell you all the answers. And you, at first you were like, well, now I understand it. And then you think for like two seconds morning, I don't understand shit. Oh, yeah, exactly. And people didn't act the way that you maybe predicted they were going to act thinking that maybe the kid would be the mover and the shaker in this universe. But really, Molly is the primary actor in a lot of ways. And it was a lot of fun. I reacted every time. It was like, oh, there's Puck. Oh, there's Merritt. Oh, my gosh, look Mm -hmm. at this thing. I had so much fun watching this episode. And it was nice not to have to necessarily have all of my wheels turning all the time. Right. Because they were revealing stuff. And that was what they were doing not making more mysteries. Yes. So, you know, I mean, they were, but not at the same rate as other episodes. So it was a different feeling of watching. So that was kind of nice. I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought all of the actors and actresses did a great job. I would say rewarding is a good adjective to use for this episode. Yes. Vindicating, gratifying, other synonyms. Yep. Because I was thinking about... I was like, oh, I am so right. I was so right about so many things. And then I was on the train and I was trying to think of, well, what what movie can I make a pun out of to talk about how right I am? And I thought of one and I'm not going to tell it until tomorrow night in case I think of a better one. So you got that oh, to look forward to, everybody. Okay. Yep. At the last minute, I was like, gotcha. ah, it might be shitty, so I better wait. <laughs> Well, on the bright side, you could always cut it out. Any bad joke I make is just staying in there because I'm not doing the audio editing. That's true, too. I forgot about all this power that I have. Hmm. I'm just going to rest on my laurels about the perfect Strangers crossover because I still think that's the funniest thing I've said all season. That was really funny. In my Dungeons & Dragons game, there was this part of it that they were telling us, okay, well, if you die now, it's permanent. And that's a big deal for Dungeons & Dragons. So I asked the people in my party who worship the god Joaquin, I was like, has Joaquin ever brought people back from the dead? And they were like, yeah, why? And I was like, so would you call them a Joaquin Phoenix? And they almost kicked me out of the whole group. And sometimes I just go back into the group and say Joaquin Phoenix because that was the best joke that I did in that game. 
just so you know, people, I'm going to refer to that some other time way down the line in, like, episode nine of season five of Castle Rock. I'm going to bring Joaquin Phoenix back. Mm. And who among you will know the lore or have stuck with us for that long? Oh, they'll know. I bet you Teresa from the mailbag will. Oh, yeah! Mailbag. We've got, some, we've got some mail. A lot of it may end up being moot at this point because much of it was sent before the, the big reveal, if you will. But we've got a couple of messages that I, of course, I don't remember where we left off. I guess it was this one. Speaking of Teresa from the mailbag, we got two messages from her this mm-hmm. week. First, well, or since the last episode, the first one about the official Castle Rock Hulu podcast. Who knew? Because I didn't listen to it. Go there. Although I have seen it hovering in front of us on the yeah, iTunes bumping search. us down. The only people that are allowed to bump us down are Castle Rock Critical because we love them so much. True that. Mm-hmm. I will happily sit next to them. <laughs> it seems unfair. I feel like those people would have access to insider information, too. Yeah, that is true. That would pr- protect them from being wrong. Hulu puts out an official podcast and the showrunners speak on each episode. They said this episode, referring to episode eight this time, because of course we're recapping our mailbag, was an homage to the gory side of King, hence the bloodiness, and also featured a lot of social horror, as in the horror of getting caught in someone else's house and having to explain your way out of it, and hilariously the horror of having to sit through a B&B breakfast with a host. That does sound horrible. We talked about that. Yes. but I thought about... The idea of social horror being more about, like, social issues that currently exist. Not sure if B&Bs are one of those things, but... I think the social horror is living in North Carolina with a weird amount of swinger people that try to capture you. (laughs) But we're in Maine. Well, yeah, we are. I'm just saying Ah. that North Carolina is weird. The South is an odd place a lot of the time. Don't, Don't go, go to anything a, called a mixer. That's what um, school dances a lot of the time. Oh, At least yeah. That's been my experience. For whatever reason, it's friendlier than dancing. Yes. Mixing people up. Oh, she sent us her own list of WTFs, like as if she were at the, the Mellow Tiger with us. I think for episode we would. Eight. She should be with us because she's been hanging out with us from like the jump. Oh, yeah. Teresa is a Castle Rock star, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, she had, oh, no, Wendell. And I still feel that way. Oh, no, Wendell. Because he's still in Vampire Town. Yeah. Even if we did learn new things. Odin being dead. Um, Molly following the creepy kid up the stairs. But she's high, so of course she did. Even if that seems counterintuitive. And then she says, I think I know why the kid always sits, stands, or walks awkwardly. He's somehow not in his own body. Something to do with the 1991 painting Henry found in the B&B. Wearing Henry's missing poster sweater made me wonder if somehow they're both in the same timeline and they shouldn't be. Well, Teresa, they are in the same timeline and they're not supposed to be. And what was the last thing she said? Are they both Henry Matthew Deaver? Question mark. Ding, 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 ding. You win the show. Validation. You win validation. Yep. You are correct. You can also. Oh, then she says she loves both of us, which is Aww. great. We love you too. Yeah, we really do. We super, super. Perhaps do. you could do a book podcast too. Maybe pick a King novel and podcast a few chapters per episode. I think we should do this with Gwendy's Button Box because it's super short and I think we could manage it. That's fine with me. You and just... Richard Chismar is involved, I think. But, but also, 
I demand that we do Maximum Overdrive. Do what now? The movie Maximum Overdrive. Oh, 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 okay. I only heard drive because our connection is garbage right now. It's because your space face. (laughs) (laughs) I do have some incredible hives right now. I've diagnosed her. She had, I had fungus face. She has space face. Space face. I'm allergic to plot exposition. It wasn't too much. (laughs) Swollen and puffy. And itchy. Itching for more information. Yeah, well, we got a ton from uh, Melissa M., who... Yes, I think this is the Melissa we talk to on Twitter sometimes. Uh, She said, okay, y'all, I finally decided to send an email because she's constantly saying stuff on Twitter and saying I should really email and never doing it, but now she's finally come through. And boy, 280 characters is not enough. Not enough at all. So she said, in episode one, Severance, Lacey leaves his wife for the day at the front door, and behind it you can see the lock isn't on the basement door. Come on! By episode two, Habeas Corpus, I believe Melissa, 100%. Oh, God, Melissa, if I have to go back and watch everything... No, that's what I'm saying. She, I just go by what she says. That, That way... All right. I don't have to go back and look. I just trust her. By episode two, Habeas Corpus, when Henry shows up, there's a padlock on the Lacey basement door. So that means that the blind lady locked it. Yeah, maybe she found the sheepdog. Yeah, maybe she was, maybe she realized how hot she was. Anyway, Henry's Texas date of license, when the warden is checking out who Henry Deaver is, Lesky peeks at Henry's profile. We now know to get a number. But the date on his data for the Texas date of practice is 1986. There's no way that's Henry. That's Henry we know. There's no way that's Henry we know. Could this have been TK's previous life in that flashback where you see him say no? He has the same suit on. He pulled out of that suitcase in the barn. Could that have been his suitcase from 27 years ago? Please take note. October date. October is a running theme. Puck. Definitely the same dog. I have no doubt. I think she travels with Ruth and appeared out of nowhere and was hit by the truck. The Lord of the Flies is kid trial at the motor court, which I completely forgot about. They mentioned the murderer was in the room, pointed to Molly, and said she killed her best friend. Hmm, could this be a clue to what happened in the woods? I still believe there's a connection between the dilated pupils. Molly had them when the cops came to visit her. And she breathed out the cold air. She had them when she pulled the plug on Deaver. Now we see a sneak of uh, Henry in a room with sunglasses on. TK has to be involved as well as he has dilated pupils quite a bit. Now, maybe the pupils are, uh, you know, you're getting close to the thinny thing. Yeah, who knows what that's about. But if it's Molly, if Molly I don't it think... could just be the oxy. Yeah, that's true. Questions on births in Castle Rock. Deaver's lost a child. Desjardins lost mother and baby in childbirth. And also when Henry Allen go to claim Rev's body, the man tells him to avoid, like, the whole front section of the yard as they were only stillbirths. That can't be a coincidence. Nothing stays dead in this town. Perhaps nothing can be born either. How funny would it be if they were just a bunch of zombies, but they were babies? So everyone's like, eh. Because they're like, scary. eh. And they'd like, but they Because zombies are slow anyway, but if they were babies, they'd be like extra slow. And they don't even like have teeth yet. Holy work. shit. They don't have teeth. Zombabies. <sighs> Trademark. Trademark uh, 2018. Yeah. Hang on, this could be a very good horror comedy or a real creepy one. Yes, we need zombie babies. Scar and Henry's back. Could it be from Lilith stabbing him? Yours truly, Melissa M. from Twitter, a.k.a. 
a king fanatic, a.k.a. detective slash theorist, a.k.a. crazy chick trying to figure this out before the finale, although accepting it may not happen. And she provided delicious screenshots of Door Unlocked and the Henry Deaver date thing. Like, she's all up in this shit. She just knows what's up. Texas license date, 1986. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. None. And I mean, everybody has iPhones in Henry Deaver, Andre Holland timeline. It's 2018, so... But Henry, that... Henry 1 is poor, so he probably has a flip phone. Yeah, but other people had iPhones. True. So it's... Is this like a whole other third timeline that's meant to confuse us, or can people just not do math? Like some careless background person made that PowerPoint and then that can't was like be, you think? Because in nineteen ninety one he was eleven. So he can't have gotten his law license at six years old or whatever. True. unless he's like, you know, a sort of doogie Hauser type. But even then he was a little older. Hmm. So weird. Yeah, that is weird. And then let's yeah. see. How many timelines are there that we're keeping track of? If, if you want to say there's only the two, but actually that's probably not true. There's, I think... Absolutely not true. Yeah, so in the big recap, I have to go back and rewatch to see if I can track... No, I don't think we're going to... I don't think... That's one of the things that I think that they will allude to and not reveal, because I yeah. genuinely... Unless, unless next season opens right. in a completely different everything... I still believe that they're they're setting the precedent for this is how we roll. Because yeah. I think they want to cool. be able to have Zaleski come back, except this time he's the chief, or, you know what I mean? Because Pangborn's yeah. gone. Well, at least we know there's also the book timeline, probably, where Polly is, and not Ruth, and the True. whole town burned, and not just the shop, and... Etc. Mm-hmm. Etc. And then our last. This was kind of a tiny mailbag week. I don't blame people. No, because we were you know, twittering so much. By the way, that's yeah. at Hannah Selector and at Acadia, and we also are apparently, at least I am, very easy to trick on Twitter. So <laughs> feel free to to work on that. <laughs> we can't be on our A game all the time. I think I kind of was gone from Twitter for most of the weekend because I was doing. Oh, there fun. was some fun family stuff this weekend, so I was busy. I just oh, shambled and- around the apartment all alone like a horrible Aww. ghost because I couldn't talk to anybody about Castle Rock, so whatever. <laughs> like a horrible ghost. <laughs> like the kid. Yep. What are you doing here? You're no, you don't belong. And last but certainly not least, another email from Teresa. Yeah. What the what, y'all? We feel that. I mean, mm-hmm. we were excited. Henry Deaver is Henry Deaver. You called it, Hannah. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I love the external validation. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel good on the inside. <laughs> Couple little things I noticed. Both Henrys ended up with women names, Marin and Merritt. Oh, I thought they were both Merritt. I heard Merritt. So, yeah, I noticed that. And in episode four, The Box, when Bill Skarsgård is standing on the roof, the caption calls him Shawshank Prisoner. When he speaks, however, in episode nine, he's credited as the kid in the captions. Love it. That's pretty dope. It's funny because they call uh, Little Henry the kid in um, the other timeline. Yeah. It's like a perfect reversal. And that brings our mailbag to a close. Yeah. I was shaking it to see if anything would fall out, but nothing did. (laughs) Yeah, 
this episode doesn't really require a lot of complicated reactions. It was very fulfilling in its way. Oh, I have a million complicated reactions and furious anger about things that they tricked me into thinking were resolved and not resolved at all. God damn it, Acadia, just take like take one good thing, you know? I, just I let it wash su- over you until the deep dive. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, of course. I did we got love... some information, so that's good. Yeah, and the things that we don't know yet mm-hmm. really don't necessarily invalidate some of the stuff that I think was going on because no, there's a bunch of things that didn't happen. Now, obviously, there was no, I needed to trade this one for that one, you know, and that's why they were swapped because it doesn't seem like that's what happened. But right. we still don't know the motivations of either Lacey or the Reverend as far as what they were looking yeah. for. In uh, on the other Who's side. Who's the entity telling people to capture Henry's? I don't know. But you said entity, and that made me think of that Dead by Daylight game that I play. It's the entity that gets you at the end of it if you die. Oh. It's like a more... I guess it's because I've been watching um, BuzzFeed Unsolved lately, which is like an amateur ghost hunting sort of thing. And entity is always scarier than a ghost because it could be non-human and the word is just a little more ominous. Also, I don't think that people that are considered amateur ghost hunters should feel like they can't tell themselves they are professional ghost hunters because they are equally adept at not finding ghosts. Agree. And they, also, I don't know what kind of certification you could possibly get. Actually, the... That comes from a real, like, thing. You the know, grackles, like sanctioned ghost inspector. The, on Strangeful Things, one of the Grackles and Kenny actually have been investigating what it takes to get certified. Nice. I just want to be the skeptic to somebody's believer. Like, come along on the on the trips and bait things. Like, yep. fuck you, demons. Come yep. at me. You know? If you're real, give me $100. And if they do, then score. Exactly. (laughs) Push me. Push me. Bet you can't push me. Yeah, you can't push me. Try it, ghost. Mm -mm. Now, tomorrow night, we have to do the analysis. But I think it's going to end up not just being... I mean, there's there's stuff to analyze, obviously, because Teresa found things right off the bat. And we have not um, found out what Melissa's... Forensic haunted TV can pull out of the episode that normal humans cannot. I got things. I got stuff. I have some observations. Yeah. We will not be without content. I am going to be wearing a Riddler suit filled with question marks because that is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Hannah just did a good. I got Riddler face. I did. I've got some good hats coming up. I've got a few of my final puns before the end. <laughs> and by the way. Hannah and I, and you gonna you have to listen to the deep dive because we should know the answer. Our plan is to do, you know how we do every three episodes, we do a, here's what's happened so far. Well, the last time we're going to do it is before the finale. But guess what? We want to do it live on YouTube so you guys can be in it and join in the conversation because us asking each other stuff that we already know we don't know is not as fun as you guys asking us stuff that we don't know. Yeah. If it works, well, that'll be lots of fun. Yeah, and we're we we're working on a surprise, 
So, surprise! And we'll tell you about it in the deep dive. So we basically have a very short time to decide how we're going to do it. You know, I primarily do this whole podcasting thing so I don't have to shower, but this is going to create a problem. No, you don't have to. You can just wear, because, I mean, I wear a mask all the time anyway, so no one will know that it's me. Or they'll know it's me, Everyone but they will just turn won't. your screen resolution down so you can't see the stink lines after I come home from work or the gym. But they'll get to see your hat. JK, that'll be fun. Yeah, you can see the podcast hat in all of its dollar store glory. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you keep saying it only costs a dollar. How are we going to sell them? They'll be like, your markups are ridiculous. Oh. Buy the base things like wholesale from wherever. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and I don't know why we haven't been talking about this pretty much every episode. Not only can you add us at Acadia and at Hannah Selector, or email us at castlerockhistorical at gmail.com. If you want to hang out with us, you could go to the Women in Horror Film Festival in October, because that's where we'll be. Oh, yeah! Like, legit. We'll totally be there. Like, there'll be a table. Hannah's going to have special cards. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Yep. So, take that. I love Atlanta. Yeah, but it's not in Atlanta. Persuade me to go hang out with you afterwards. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, nearish. Yeah, but the 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 location itself is really neat because it's it looks like you could do a bunch of murders there or film a movie where a bunch of murders happen there, and it would be completely natural. So it's exciting. So, yeah, come hang out with us. We won't murder you. Nope, we won't. The odds are very slim. So, I guess now we have to wait 24 entire hours before we talk about the show. Well, yeah, I gotta watch the episode again and second-guess myself a little bit more. Yep. And I have to, um, figure out how to edit faster. Without editing less. <laughs> Go to a different timeline. Yes. Oh, yes, a different timeline where I don't say, um... All right, everybody, Castle Rock Stars, you were the greatest. Hannah, you were the greatest. Thank you for spending this time gloating because you deserve it. As do I, but since I had some intricate double murder sacrifice thing going on, uh, I don't feel quite as vindicated. However, I'm still clinging to the kid might not be good because reasons. Man, whatever. I feel vindicated. <laughs> All right, everybody. Go to sleep. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. This shit stops now.